0: weather and science across the globe the weather jazz podcast the most important instrument of weather is free. free your
1: eyes are the windows to the wall of weather
0: so remember to look up at the sky while taking in today's awesome episode of weather jazz Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically even some off topic things. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Here, I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 257 for Wednesday. November 10th, 2021. And it is still delightfully mild and really very un-November-like. On Monday, we had temperatures glide up into the low 70s. Yesterday, Tuesday, we were in the 60s. Now, we are a little bit cooler today, but even with those temperature corrections, we are still... Above normal, we're going to be gliding just under 60 today. In fact, as of recording time here at just shy of 11 o'clock here at the Weather Jazz Studios, it is 53 degrees. We're on our way to about 59 or so, and that's about 5 degrees above normal. And on a delightfully windless, sunny day, it's going to go a long way to allow us to enjoy What is a really a delightful November day? Now, because of this, I think we're ignoring the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room being the big pattern shift that we've been talking about now for probably the better part of two weeks. It is just a few days away with that first initial cool down occurring on uh, friday and really the process will be relatively complete on saturday beginning this saturday at least in the ohio valley we're looking for the first decent chance of widespread snow showers and with that will come the thought of gee i wonder if my snowblower works i wonder if i can get it started i wonder if my generator will start on the first pull all things that we need to think about a few other implements too that you really don't associate with wintry weather really you should and that's where our special guest comes in today his name is chris kaiser chris is the president of the opei the outdoor power equipment institute They have a great website and I will provide a link on Weather Jazz episode number 257 along with a video that shows the opening of their brand new offices in Louisville, Kentucky and the launch of their equipment exposition. So go check it out. Episode number 257 of weatherjazz.com. I had a wonderful conversation with Chris yesterday, and we'll dive right in. What is it that we can do to not only be safe, but prepare that equipment that is lurking right around the corner for that big pattern shift here in northern Ohio as we approach this weekend? It's timely. It's good. Here's Chris. Chris, welcome to Weather Jazz. Good to have you on this uh, beautiful day. Thank you. Good to be with you. Now, where are you located? I see some trees behind you. I'm in Alexandria, Virginia. We're just across the river from Washington, D.C. Fantastic. Uh, Chris, tell me just exactly uh, what what you do. And we'll be chatting a little bit about winter weather, equipment prep and safety. Uh, and of course it's maybe far from people's minds right now because it is just a glorious day east of the Mississippi. But um, we all know the other shoe is going to fall pretty (laughs) rapidly at some point.
1: That's true. And planning is key. Well, I'm Chris Kaiser. I'm president of the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. It's education arm, the Turf Mud Foundation, and our international trade show called Equip, uh, held every year in Louisville, Kentucky.
0: And uh, when is that? Is, has that already occurred or is that coming up? <laughs>
1: just occurred. Um, we lost uh, the show in uh, 2020 because mm-hmm. of COVID. Uh, right. It was the third week of October. We're always the third week of October in Louisville. The show is about 40 years young. So uh, wow. just rebranded. A big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, very successful. We're the ninth largest in the country by square feet. It's a big show.
0: Wow. Well, that's Awesome. Well, we we really ought to be thinking about th- these kinds of things now while we still have time to prepare the equipment to, that we use in the wintertime, etc. So tell us what we need to be doing. And by the way, this is a world audience podcast. It's not just Northeast Ohio. We have listeners from all over the country. So address all of us now. What should we be doing and, uh, and preparing for the handling of some of the equipment we use in the wintertime. Sure. Um, what's key is planning. The key to outdoor mm-hmm. power equipment is making sure
1: you have the right fuel, if you will, or the right power source on hand, and that you've prepped the areas that you, you intend to work in. Now that's key. Oftentimes we know it's coming, right? Whether it's snow or ice or a hurricane. And so if you've got a snow thrower, a portable generator, a chainsaw, the key is to get it ready in advance. Um, depending on the equipment you have and the the nature of the problem, um, fresh, if it's an engine piece of product, again, there's a lot of battery product now in this space, um, a lot of battery penetration, but if you're using an engine product, and if if you're in the winter, you have a portable generator, it's likely going to be an engine product, uh, very powerful. Um, you need fresh fuel. Uh, fuel stales nowadays because it has, has ethanol in it. Um, and so it's hygroscopic. It'll absorb water over time, particularly if you're in a hot humid area, um, or in a Marine area. Um, so you want to make sure you have fresh fuel on hand and buy that in advance of the storm. The other thing you don't want to do is have to deal with this after the storm when the power's Mm -hmm. out or the snow is down or the ice is down key is to do it ahead of time. If you think Mm -hmm. you might lose some limbs, get out the chainsaw, and take them mm-hmm. down in advance. Um, we are entering that time of year where it's a good time to um, trim your shrubs and trim your trees without damaging them. So it's in advance. Um, again, know the area where you're going to work. Clean it. So i have you know getting ready to prep my snow thrower. Again, the lifeblood mm-hmm. of an engine is it's uh, fuel, oil, and if it, if it has an air filter, the air filter. Um, but if you're going to work in an area, and particularly if you're going to throw snow, Look for debris. Look for, I, I look for my dog toys. I've got dogs. And so inevitably, get because <laughs> that snow thrower is going to find them if you're on a path <laughs> or the driveway. That's true. And you don't want that. So clear your area um, mm-hmm. and plan accordingly.
0: Now, you mentioned that ethanol is hydroscopic in nature. And uh, I did not know that. So it has hydroscopic meaning it attracts water molecules and obviously water molecules and engines don't mix very well, do they?
1: You've hit it on the head. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fuel will stale today. We've all heard that fuel stales Mm -hmm. today. It's not like the old days. You buy five gallons and sit in the garage and stay there forever. Nowadays, if you don't burn it now, the rule of thumb is buy it and burn it. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to burn it in 90 days, put that in the bass boat or the car or the pickup truck, Mm -hmm. Um, keep fresh fuel on hand and, or stabilize it. So you can buy a stabilizer. It's inexpensive. Um, Put that in your fuel can, and it'll help stabilize the fuel, keep it from absorbing water. And on handheld product, particularly for me, I buy fuel at the dealer or your big box store that comes pre-made, right? It has no ethanol. It'll be ethanol-free or it's pre-mixed. The other thing ethanol will do if you're you're running a two-stroke product, it inhibits that marriage of oil and gasoline to stay married and stay together. Mm, And it'll inhibit that. So it'll want to break that apart. Um, So once it absorbs enough water, it goes into what's called phase separation. That water is heavier and dropped to the bottom of the tank and be taken into the engine. As you just described, that's not what you want to have happen.
0: Now, there are some places we recently had a a Circle K. It's it's like a Cumberland Farms type place. One of these quick, quick stuff, but they also sell fuel. Uh, The recent Circle K opened up with 100 percent. Uh, gasoline no ethanol in it whatsoever right. now this granted it's more expensive it's uh, it's about the dollar dollar and a half more expensive per gallon but uh how long can you keep that and is that fuel a preferred fuel for power equipment
1: it is most uh, power equipment is built warranted to run on fuel containing no more than 10 percent so the, mm-hmm. the lesser percent the better um Ethanol-free fuel in particular for the marine environment. Uh, Obviously, there are boats close to water. They absorb water easily. um, And typically, the price point of that product, you don't want it damaged. So oftentimes in a marine area, you'll see ethanol-free fuel. But certainly, it will alleviate the challenges you face with outdoor power equipment. Uh, Ethanol-free is superior uh, for the life of the product. Ethanol has a tendency to damage elastomers. It'll misshape um, some plastics and hoses. Most manufacturers now are designing for it, um, but it's still a problem. And so if you can avoid it, do so. You'll you'll increase the life of your engine. We're
0: going to take a short break right here, but when we come back, more on getting your power equipment ready for the winter months. Don't go away. We're back. Now, let's continue our conversation with Chris Kaiser, the president of the OPEI, the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute in Alexandria, Virginia, with brand new offices that they just opened up in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so we have snow throwers, uh, chainsaws uh, to, to, to have prepped and ready uh, for. What are some of the safety things that we need to, to concern ourselves with? You mentioned getting things out of the way for the snow thrower. That's a great idea. What other things, safety-minded, do we need to start thinking about now before we start using this equipment?
1: If you're going to work in a challenging environment, dress for it, right? So if you're going to deal with snow and ice, make sure you have that solid footwear, not slippery footwear. Mm. Make sure mm. you're protecting your eyes and ears. Um, you might want to wear gloves. You want to make sure that you, you maintain able to maintain control of the equipment and maintain it. You want to be healthy. So you want to stay warm. You want to stay hydrated because you're working, you're working outdoors. Uh, you're going to, and in particular with a portable generator as well, you're going to want to run it in advance. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to make sure that that product is running the way you want it to run before you need it. Nowadays, again, most storms that are coming, you know that in advance again with a generator. Oftentimes we lose power when we've got ice storms or heavy wet snow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not that the machine is there. Do you have the adequate cords that carry the load that the machine provides and enough cords that are long enough to keep it a safe distance from the house you cannot run these things in the garage, the breezeway near an open window door. And so, if you don't have cords that are long enough, this often happens. And then the machine gets closer and closer to the house. That has to be done in advance. You cannot run these machines indoors or near an open door. So you got to push them away from the house, safe distance. The manufacturer will tell you how far that is. Mm-hmm. But you need to know what those, how long those cords need to be, mm-hmm. and how the cords are to carry that load. Same thing with a chainsaw. You want to make sure it's in solid working order. Make sure you've got. Um, Right oil for the chain. You want to make sure it's tightened up um, before you need it. Again, you don't want to be dealing with these products in the dark or in the middle of the storm when the power's out. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you know where they are, how they're working, and that you've got plenty of fresh fuel on hand.
0: Chris, do you have a recommendation on how often, especially as we're approaching the winter season, to Run the motor to make sure that it's running, to To make sure that it's easily startable, to sure. say, uh, to to use a term. Uh, what is the recommendation? Is there a recommendation? Well, the challenge, where I am, we don't get a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. But when we get it, it often comes in buckets,
1: right? We get mm-hmm. a nor'easter. Right. Um, and so you don't want to like, put fuel in the machine, get it started, and then let it sit. Mm -hmm. So if your machine's going to sit for any length of time and for certainly seasonality for stuff that's seasonal emergency use, um, buy that fuel, burn it, buy it and burn it. And so if you know the snow is coming, if you know the ice is coming or the hurricane's coming, that's when to do it. Mm Go buy that fuel, put it in the product, start it, run it, make sure you need it. Again, you don't want to, you do want to test it, but you don't want to let that fuel sit. And so when I put my stuff up for the season, Um, I'm just actually going to mow one more time and mulch some leaves on the yard. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a good natural fertilizer. And then I'll run that machine dry. So, again, don't put so much fuel. You know, don't fill that tank. Just Mm -hmm. put enough fuel in it that you think that you're going to use, right? Um, And then it's easier to burn that out. So Mm -hmm. I run them dry. It's better to store them dry without fuel. Um, And then next season when you've got fresh fuel, you pour it in. And nowadays, most stuff, you know, it's a first first pull, first start.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that sounds great. And uh, as we begin to prepare then for winter, uh, let's say we're delayed in winter. It doesn't appear that that will be the case for a lot of places east of the Mississippi here in a few weeks. But for those that are listening, preparing for winter, and then winter doesn't come right away, what do we need to do to that equipment do we need to start them up every once in a while? Because out of sight, out of mind, uh, let's face it, for, for a lot of folks, if you don't see the snow coming, you kind of think, oh, we'll just worry about it later. That's not a very good mindset, is it?
1: Probably not. You probably ought to run it at least once a year. And I must admit, and I shouldn't do this on, on this show, um, I think my snow thrower sat three years. You know, mm-hmm. it's, But I ran it dry. I put it up, and I store it in a, a dry area mm-hmm. you know, covered so it's, it's it's stored properly. And again, that's key, is keeping that, especially if you have an engine product, um, store it dry. Keep it in a dry place, um, free from the elements. And I've got fresh fuel poured in. Again, first start. So again, if, if the machine is prepped, again, clean oil, mm-hmm. fresh gas. These machines are almost indestructible if you take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd run them once a year, certainly. Um, get them out, run them around. Again, not put a lot of fuel in them. Uh, check the uh, belts if they have them. Check your tire pressure if you've got them check those things that the manufacturer asks you to do now again these machines may all look the same right Um, but oftentimes they're not and Mm so listen to the manufacturer this may sound try but read that owner's manual it's going to tell you specifics about your machine um you know you have a single stage snow thrower two stage snow thrower um how best to operate those it wouldn't uh behooves me to say never 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 operate Or work on a snow machine, a snow thrower, while it's running. Mm. Same thing for a generator, same thing for a lawnmower. Turn them off and never, never put your hand in a snowshoe. Mm. Never. Mm. There's a little tool that comes with a machine um, or a stick. Use that. Never, never put, even when the machine's off, never put your hand in a snowshoe.
0: Even when the machine is off, is that just just to set a kind of a mind standard so that you don't mindlessly do it? Or is there a danger even when the machine is off that something could happen?
1: There's not necessarily a danger, but it's a mindset you need to have. Mm-hmm. You described it perfectly. It's a mindset you need to have. The hand never goes under a mower. The hand never goes under the snowshoot. Um because it's just, it's not a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a tool designed for that. Again, it's to deal with things that the machine takes up, whether it's sticks, tennis balls, dog toys, or the garden hose. Um, those, that's usually our, our fault. It's usually not the machine's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but under snow, again, once you get a blanket of snow or ice, you're not going to see what's under that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the machine will find it. <laughs> and so the key is, if it's going to snow, get out there and look at that driveway and look at the porch the walk.
0: Uh, where you intend to blow snow, Murphy's law: the machine will find it. Uh, so the I'd machine like that. will find it, and be a good neighbor. Now, if you've got a big, I've got a big
1: two-stage unit, because mm-hmm. um, again, when we get snow, we typically get heavy, wet snow or a lot of it, and they'll throw the snow a good long way. So, mm-hmm. don't throw it in the neighbor's yard. Don't throw it in the neighbor's driveway. Be a good neighbor um, and be mindful.
0: Uh, Chris, tell us about uh, the website, uh, other resources that people might uh, have some interest in going to. And also tell us about your, your annual gathering in Kentucky so that maybe you might get some new customers that show up next year.
1: Well, we uh, the trade show, uh, Equip Exposition, uh, it's to the trade. So landscape contractors, hardscape contractors, mm-hmm. um, tree folks, arborists, uh, dealers, distributors. Uh, we have about 27,000 people. Um mm-hmm. It's where equipment is shown. Again, we're in Louisville, Kentucky, because they have 22 acres outdoors um, where you can rip, tear, drive, dig, cut, trench, you name it. Um, so a lot of trade shows, you can come inside, we have that as well, and see the see the machines that are all pretty and shiny. But we actually let you use them. Wow. Uh, if you see a machine working, it's usually attached to a person and there's somebody working. Mm-hmm. So we allow folks who come to actually experience that. We have a UTV test track. We represent utility vehicles as well and PTVs. Um, we let you expand it. We have drones now. So, for folks that do tree work. Um, so, we have a drone zone where you can actually fly drones. It's not that you get to see them or do them on a simulator. We actually let you use them. And we have a netted indoor area. And now that we have a lot of battery product, we've got a lot of indoor usage as well. Again, hmm. we're about a million and a half square feet. Wow. Uh, quite large. Um, <laughs> and 1,100 exhibitors, global show, 50 states, 54 countries. But wherever you're in Louisville, Kentucky, it's a great place to be. Um, and the ter- to where to go, opi.org. Uh, we're a trade association representing equipment manufacturers. That's where to find out about us. And Turf Mutt, the Turf Mutt Foundation, is our education arms that teaches kids about the outdoors. Nature starts at your back door. How can you be a better steward of the environment? And we've reached 70 million kids, teachers and families through our Turf Mutt Foundation.
0: Well, Chris, uh, we're going to provide some links for those interested listening to the uh, program today. Uh, This episode, will have those links so that uh, you can just go to weatherjazz.com, click on the links that uh, Chris just mentioned here, and uh, it'll be an easy resource for those uh, who have an interest. And I'm sure that there are going to be quite a few. You might get some new people showing up next year, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, my pleasure. Happy wintering and happy snow throwing and all that uh, all that great stuff.
1: Thank you. Stay safe. Good to be with you.
0: Well, I know it's tough to think of right now, especially given the fact that temperatures have been so, so pleasant for the early part of November. That weather changes are indeed right around the corner. They always are. And for some people that are not paying attention, it can come as a rude awakening. And I know that won't happen to you because you are a weather jazz listener. And we've been talking about this pattern shift for a little while now, and it's knocking at our door. So it's probably a good idea, as Chris mentioned to get some of the power equipment ready to make sure that it is in good running order to begin the season, which is going to begin as early as this weekend. Now, it doesn't look like a big, big affair, but in some cases, and we're not putting numbers on it quite yet, but there could be some accumulating snow, not only in the high ground areas of northeast Ohio, but also In northwest Pennsylvania, western New York, in Michigan, and in other places, too, as the much colder air settles in in two distinct waves beginning this weekend, Saturday and then again on Monday. And we'll have much more about that when we talk about it on Open Line Friday. When we are with you then, and by then I think we'll be able to put at least some initial numbers on some of the snowfall amounts which may come to some backyards across northeast Ohio. Again, not a big thing, but it will certainly be a visual reminder that we're going deeper and deeper into the month of November and we're approaching Thanksgiving here in just a couple of weeks. And if you know somebody who has a lot of snow removal equipment or perhaps a power generator or a chainsaw, that kind of thing, this would be a good episode to introduce them to Weather Jazz. Please let them know that they can listen to this particular episode, episode number 257 on WeatherJazz.com or their favorite podcast app. Do you have a question? Or a topic suggestion? Well, I welcome your input and you can easily reach me. There are two ways that this can happen pretty quickly. And the first will be by email. Weatherjazz at yahoo.com is my email address. And you can also call me and leave me a message on the Weatherjazz Podcast Audience Connect line. The number is 234 five two five five eight 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 the sequence easy to remember two three four five two five five eight 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 and if you forget all of that no problem go to weatherjazz.com click on the contacts tab at the very top and that information will be readily available right on your screen And by the time we convene again right here on weatherjazz.com for the next episode, we will see the impacts of the cool down. And again, we'll probably be able to give you a little better idea for those of you living in the Ohio Valley, what we're dealing with in terms of potential snowfall, the first one of the season in a lot of cases. So we'll see you soon right here with that episode on WeatherJazz. Weather and science across the globe.
1: the globe. the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.